action. Welcome to Torn Stumps, a trash movie podcast with me, Robert Gershenson, photographer and creative director of Trash, which can be found at movetotrash.co.uk and Joshua Winning, the greatest film critic you've never heard of. And we're going to the movies again with a guest. Please welcome back <gasps> theatre director Bobby Brooke. Oh, Bobby! Hi. Me again. It's been a week since you were last on the podcast. I know, a whole seven days without <laughs> seeing my face. We missed you so much, Bobby. To celebrate Bobby's return, she has recommended that we watch Mean Girls, directed by Mark Waters. Bobby. Mean Girls is set in an American high school where new girl Katie, played by Lindsay Lohan, has just started school. After making friends with a couple of oddballs, played by Lizzie Kaplan and Daniel Franzese, she goes covert to take down the plastics, a trio of queen bees, played by Rachel McAdams, Lacey Chabert and Amanda Seyfried. But as she gets drawn into the cutthroat world of the plastics, Katie starts to become a mean girl herself. So I, I think I've seen this before. I think I watched it on a date about seven or eight years ago mm-hmm. so parts of it were really familiar but only in that kind of sense like i think i've seen this before but maybe it was maybe i've seen some clips online but i was pleasantly surprised at how much i actually enjoyed this <laughs> high fives all around we thought you'd hate it but and i get why people quote it a lot because there's a lot to quote. I started writing down lines that I thought were, were funny. So I've got... Oh God. I did the same thing so we can just combine forces. <laughs> you could just do the whole script now in 20 minutes. I've got It's Fetch. Mm-hmm. Um, on Wednesdays, we wear pink, which I've heard people say. Um, oh my God, Danny DeVito, I love your work. <laughs> That's my favourite so one. Uh, Baby Ruth. Yeah. Yeah. Get in, losers. We're going shopping. <laughs> you girls keep me young. I love you so much. Yeah. And also the one about her hair is full of secrets, which is just brilliant. Yeah. I reminded me of Twin Peaks. Her hair is so big because it's full of secrets. Um, almost too gay to function. Yeah. Brilliant. It's October the 3rd. October the yeah. 3rd is now like an internet meme that gets rolled yeah. out every year. October 3rd. Army of Skanks. Yeah. Um, four for you, Glen Coco. You go, <laughs> you go, Glen Coco. Uh, none for Gretchen Wiener. Bye. What? You smell like a baby prostitute. <laughs> I was, was going to say that's one of my favourite lines in the whole it. film. But it was very, very, very quotable. But yeah. as much as, as as quotable as it is, I kind of felt that the whole thing was maybe a series of really cool sketches about high school just strung together loosely by the loosest of storylines i disagree immensely obviously I, I do agree that it is a series of sketches because tina fey who wrote the script comes from saturday night live and yeah. a lot of the grown-up in inverted commas actors who play like the teacher the, the parents and all that kind of stuff they are all snl players yeah. or x players um so people like tina fey Amy Tina Paula. Faye, Amy Paula. Paula. Um, the head teacher. What's, I can't yeah. remember the actor's name. The guy who plays the head teacher. He's an SNL oh, is he an SNL? alumni. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, others. I can't remember yeah. any of the others. Oh, isn't the... Anna, um, Anna Gasteya. She's Katie's mom. 
Mom. Oh, Tim Meadows is the principal. Yes. Just hey, these that. parents were the blandest characters oh, yeah. in that no, not a funny line between them. Well, that's funny because Neil Flynn is from Scrubs and he was really funny in Scrubs. But in this, he doesn't really get much to do. He's just kind no. of like, he's yeah. just like the gormless dad who's just kind of like, I guess you're grounded or something. But yeah. I guess as well, because they don't know how to be the parents of a high school child. So I suppose in a way they kind of have to be quite bland because they don't know what they're coming back into a world that they haven't lived in. I think that is a great opportunity for great comedy because that, that would yeah. be a f- two fish out of water trying to give another fish who's out of water <laughs> <laughs> advice. You know what I mean? The three not... fish out of water <laughs> yeah. and they're trying to be the parents to take guidance and, and to give guidance yeah. rather. But yeah. then it's not their story. So I guess yeah. they also they are real bit players, aren't they? Like they can't... And presume... It's not Amy Paula's story, but she's she was the character that I loved the most. Yeah. Oh, I love and she was so hilarious. Much yeah. But I yeah, think it's because so she is more of a, a character. Yeah, she's caricature. Um, she, yeah, exactly. She's caricature, where those two parents are much more sort of bog-standard American... Yeah, presumably they didn't... like. So Katie grew up in Africa. Yeah. Presumably her parents didn't. So they kind of vaguely know about Western kind of norms and stuff. Yeah. Whereas she knows nothing, which is one of the, the film's great. There's so many lovely moments about the, the in mm. the first part of the film yeah. where she's discovering high school for the first time as a mm. teenager, which is surely terrifying. But she goes through it with such a confidence and kind of like, I would be terrified. Katie is just kind of like, okay, I'm just going to do this because she's, you know, she's just like that kind of well-adjusted young woman. And it's only when she starts getting too entrenched in like, the high school society that things start to go horrifically wrong um but yeah i think she's she's like such a great character like a lot of the times the main characters in team films are kind of a bit like blur and the sidekicks are amazing but katie is actually a yeah. great character and i think because she's relatable because we've all yeah. had a first day at school so you've immediately got someone there who yeah. who you're on side because you just could totally remember those feelings of starting at a new school this is like the anti john hughes film yeah, it kind of yeah, it kind of tears apart that that John Hughes thing a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. It's not it's not about versus the grown ups as much as it's about kids versus each other. Well, yeah, I mean John, I mean like the Breakfast Club wasn't necessarily a kids against the adults; it was groups of kids against one another. Hmm. But it wasn't as I mean this wasn't parody, but this was like almost like high school satire. Yeah, it was but, super but super a, aware, kind yeah, of savage. That's it, yeah. Very, yeah. very savvy. Yeah. Very savvy about who who the groups are, but it wasn't whimsical like John Hughes. And I love mm. The yeah. Breakfast Club, mm. but it is very much... It's not Ferris Bueller. No, no, yeah. it's not. Because the thing, the thing with John Hughes films are, they are, they're written by a guy who hadn't been to high school in years. So he's clearly looking back with rose-tinted glasses mm. about his time yeah, at high school. Yeah, there's a real nostalgia to his movies. Yeah, this yeah. didn't feel like that, even though it's... Even though it's the screenplay is written by Tina Fey, it's based on a book, isn't it? It's a, based yeah. on a non-fiction book, right? Which Queen she, Bees and Wannabes, I think yeah. it's based yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. wrote that? Because I wouldn't be surprised if that person was as close to high school age as as possible, because it it felt like it was being written from within the house, not from without. Yeah. No, because no, because the the book was a guide, kind of for like. Um, parents wanting to advise their kids. I think it was more about that than actually about the kids themselves. I, I, I've okay. not read it, but that's that's the impression I got. It just feels a lot closer to high school than 
mm. the John Hughes stuff. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It, it, yeah, the John Hughes films, which are brilliant, it feels like the feelings are placed on top of the plot because it's nostalgic. Yeah, where the feelings are integral to the plot in this. Mm. It just it just feels sense. like a lot of with John Hughes looking back as opposed to this, which feels like it's 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 like being shown to us in real time. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And there's a nice parallel with this actually and 21 Jump Street where <laughs> there's, a, there's a very similar kind of moment in 21 Jump Street where um, Channing Tatum, who's like the cool one, is like, don't double bag it, don't double bag it. And they get to high school and everyone's double bagging their yeah. rucksack, mm. double, double strapping. Don't double bag it, that's something else <laughs> entirely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Lohan. Mm. Yes. She, the makings of a really good actress. It's, I remember yeah. seeing her in... Bobby, and I think that was the first thing I'd ever seen her in back in the day. Oh, wow. And yeah, she, do you remember Bobby? Um, yeah, Amelia the assassination. Film. It was like a, um, in the 60s, and it was the day that Bobby Kennedy was shot. And it was mm. set in the oh, hotel. Yeah. It was a very old, kind of Robert Altman-esque kind of yeah, film. Yeah, it was like yeah. a, a somber cast and mm-hmm. the camera, and everyone was like intertwined in, in the way yeah, they are yeah. in films. Like Love Actually, but good. Sorry? Like Love Actually, like love but actually. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I was at, um, side note, uh, <laughs> and not to be all like, you know, name drop clangy, I went to a mate's um, <laughs> short film screening last night, uh-huh. and he works at uh, Working Title. Uh-huh. So it was at Working Title. So when I was walking through the corridors to the, the screening room, there were all these posters for films, and I was like, oh, Working Title did that. I hated that film. <laughs> working Title, I hated that film as well. But I passed it, and like, one of them was Love Actually. I was like, <laughs> but, did you start burning the posters <laughs> i hate to break it to you and i didn't know this was happening i passed one of the edit suites and on the door it said johnny english three nah. uh, spoilers it's happening. spoilers well i think they were already spoiling nah. in that fucking edit suite um but yeah but she had she had the 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 the, the amazing making of a brilliant actress because like mm. i said when i saw bobby never seen them before i was like who is this girl yeah she's she, brilliant and now she's yeah. like she okay. was like, she was an actress with the world at her feet. Yeah. Like she came along in, I think it was the Parent Trap remake that was her first film. I think it was, yeah. Which she was adorable in and yeah. completely sold these two different characters yeah. who and were actually related. And relatively good English actor. Yeah, she was all right. Was, I mean, she must have been, what, 12 when they made yeah. that or something, you know. Yeah, and she was yeah. great. And then she did Freaky Friday with Mark Waters, her Mean Girls director. And she was great was that in weird? that. Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Curtis. Oh, yeah. I'm the Crypt Keeper. Oh, I haven't seen that it. one. <laughs> you can borrow it. It's great. Oh, it's okay. really fun. <laughs> but yeah. I hear the enthusiasm in his voice then. I know. He's like, what? <laughs> what but then she did this. Oh my God. <gasps> You're a mean girl. Bobby's a mean girl. We're going to have to do that thing where you just fall back and catch each other at the end of this podcast. <laughs> oh, when they did that with the girl in the wheelchair. I know. <laughs> That's one of the things I love about this film is that I've, I only noticed this when I watched it again on Sunday was that you know the girl who has so many feelings and doesn't even go here <laughs> yeah. if you watch the scene in the in the gymnasium where they're all sitting there putting their hands up she's yeah. there for the, yeah, whole yeah. the whole scene time. Yeah. she's there for the brilliant. whole thing it's brilliant I love it anyway. it is very layered it's very layered in the fact that there's yeah. a lot of like usually with background characters they're just tropes they're just ideas they're just girl number four in plaid mm-hmm. shirt but the side characters, mm. even when they're just saying, like, she punched me in the face and it was the best <laughs> thing ever, you get the sense that there is a character there yeah. that yeah. they've actually made choices. I it's can't not help just... it if I've got a wide set vagina and a heavy flow. I mean, they... well, that's all right, Bobby, but let's talk about the film. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> One all. Um... <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, Lindsay Lohan, it's a, it's a real shame because she did this. Then she did like this shitty film called Herbie, which is a remake. Mm. Then she did Just My Luck, which was also dreadful. And she just like increasingly got just more out of control. And then she made Georgia with uh, Jane Fonda in 2007. And there was this really famous letter that Jane Fonda wrote to Lindsay Lohan basically saying, you are a disruptive force and you're destroying the film and all this stuff. Publicly uh, published? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it was That's a bit of a shit thing to do, considering she was, you know, Lindsay Lohan has some mental health issues. She does, that's the thing. Connected to drink, drugs and... Her family has not, as far as we know, helped her really. Yeah. and then, yeah, it's just like, oh, Lindsay, you, you were so good. And then you've just started pumping your face full of stuff. And she's still only 31 years old. Younger she's younger than, than all of us. Yeah. And, and it's she like... Did, she did a, um, a show on at Charing Cross Theatre, didn't she? Or somewhere. Yeah, she came she to London. A, yeah. yeah, and she mm. did a... Yeah, she was here for a Yeah, that was, that was like the last couple of years. Yeah, it was. And everyone just said it was atrocious. Have I mm. made that up? I think I've made that up. No. I don't know if... No, no, yeah. she did. She, she was. Yeah. But she wasn't... She... It was all sold on... This is Lindsay Lohan's London debut, but she had a very small role. Right. Right. It was a Howard okay. Pinter play, I yeah. think. Howard Pinter? Is that, what did Harold. I say? Harold. Um, but she also did a Paul Schrader movie. The Canyons. Was, was that it? Written Awful. by Brace Nellis. Yeah, yeah. It was so bad. I had to watch it for total yeah. film and it was just really bad. Uh, yeah. She, I just, I, it's that thing. I feel, I do feel sorry for her. Yeah, um, because... because she, she's a product of the system she's been yeah. put through. Yeah, yeah. Um, she is. And that's really sad because actually you're right. She had the potentials to be the potentials, the potential. To be she had something. so many potentials. She could she have been a contender. She had all of the potentials. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, it's just it's just horrible watching someone essentially falling apart. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she really wants to publicly. do a Mean Girls sequel. There has been. There's been a there's shitty. Been, hasn't there been DVD ones? Yeah, yeah. There's been a really shitty DVD one that oh, nobody really? watched. But she wants to do like the official sequel. Like even last year, she was saying, "I will keep forcing it and pushing it on them until we do it." And uh, Tina Fey, who just did the stage musical last year, said, "Sometimes it's okay not to make a sequel, right?" <laughs> oh, wow! I don't know. So, so where can they go with the story? But yeah, what would they do? I mean, she's yeah, too I, old it's done, to, isn't it? Like, yeah, unless yeah. they do it as them as, or they just happen to be all working in the same. Just like, as weird, yeah. Accountancy firm now. or whatever. Yeah. Well, there could be like sense. office Mean Girls. I suppose you could find Mean Girls everywhere in in society, not yeah. just high school. Yeah, but if you have Lindsay Lohan, then you've got to have them all back. Yeah, yeah. It can't yeah. just be that one yeah. character. Yeah. Because otherwise, it'll just be watered down. Like, how many times can they do uh, like Die Hard? Yeah, yeah. Die Hard in the building. Die Hard on the plane. Die but Hard I think in New Jai York. Courtney. But it is the also the fact Die Hard in Russia. In Russia. What made those? What made that film work is the fact that those three mean girls mm. are so brilliant. They're yeah. so good. And yeah. the chemistry actually between all of the, the characters is, to- it just works. It absolutely works. Um, it's yeah. really, because Amanda Seyfried, who, um, yeah, she wasn't annoying at all. Like she, I, I can't stand yeah. her. She's, she's intentionally shit, she's annoying. amazing. Yeah, no, she's no, no, no. So we talk about generally. She's really life. funny. She's fucking terrible. Her, no, no, she's ever been. Yeah, this, she was fantastic. Um, her physical humour, like yeah. when she tries to catch the ball. And she's yeah. Like, but she, um, she originally auditioned for Rachel McAdams' role. Yeah. Right, Lindsay Lohan. Well, but maybe they both did. Oh, really? Oh, Lindsay oh, Lohan was going to play Regina. Oh, no, I, I yeah. heard that. Oh, maybe they both were. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But then well, they couldn't yeah. find anyone who was who could play Katie without her becoming this like tragic wallflower figure. Yeah. yeah so yeah, they were exactly. like, okay, Lindsay, you're so good. You can now do yeah. Katie. Katie. Okay. Rachel McAdams. 
I wrote here in my notes, a hurricane of hate. Ooh. She totally stole the show for me. <gasps> wow. I thought she was brilliant. I thought yeah. she was fucking fantastic. Mm. She had that that sort of queen bitch thing down to a T, but it never yeah. went into like Sharon Stone in Basic yeah. Instinct. Mm. It's, it's so it's, it's subtle pure, and insidious. It's, like, it's a very serious performance, but it is pure comedy. Yeah. It's so calculated. That yeah. scene, does is so calculated. that scene when she first me- meets Katie and she's like, so you yeah. think you're pretty? It's like, oh, you fucking bitch, you're just but twisting exactly. everything. And it's so, it's so subtle and it's funny because it never goes into caricature mm. and because she absolutely plays teenage. Yeah. Yeah, how um, old was she when she made it? Because she must have been in her mid-20s. 20s. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was looking, I was thinking, what has this girl been in? Because I saw, Everything. I think yeah. I recognised her. Yeah. Like a year after this, she was in Red Eye. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I love Red Eye. Which must have been... Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. She hasn't seen what? No. Which one? The Time, Time Traveller's Wife. Oh, no, I didn't watch that shit. <laughs> who, was she, who was she against in that? No, I mean, it wasn't a fight. Oh, Eric Banner. Banner. (laughs) She was against the world. (laughs) (laughs) Getting her spandex on. Uh, No, it was her and and Eric Banner. Yeah. I mean, the book's very good, but I wouldn't wouldn't bother. Mm, I wouldn't touch that. No. This is the thing that is also so great about this film. So, yeah, we've got amazing performances. Yes, we've got an amazing script by Tina Fey. But visually as well, Mark Waters does some really subtly clever things. So there's, there's a bit where... Um, Gretchen, who's got the hair full of secrets, um, and they kind of she gets stitched up by kind of both of them at one point. And there's a scene where she kind of it transitions from her being, I think, in the cafeteria to the to a classroom to then the toilet, or maybe it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. And it's all done like I think it's done through CGI or like green screen, but it's done so perfectly. And she, Lacey Chabert, does it so well where. It's Gretchen's escalating kind of venom towards Regina mm. to the point where she's like, we should all just fucking kill Caesar. Like, <laughs> oh, and, yes, yes. And yes, it's yes. like, yeah. and she transitions between these three settings so perfectly. And, and like, yeah. there's so many bits in the film that do that so well. And, and it's really sad because Mark Waters went on to make like Vampire Academy, which is one of the worst films I have ever had to watch. And <laughs> I mean, the title alone. Yeah, it's that. so bad. It was a kid's film, wasn't it? Vampire Academy. It's a, yeah. It was a book adaptation that tried to what tried to kind of ride the Twilight wave. The okay. YA fiction. Yes, YA. the YA fiction. <laughs> um, but he's he does such did such a good job with this film. It yeah. looks young adult. Great. Anyone wondering? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. young adult. Just books yeah. for posh people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found Amy Poehler's character. The, like I said, I loved her the most, but I found her the most tragic. She's oh yeah! Still, mm. as a as a as a mum, she's still wanting that validation. Mm. She's still like, oh, and like you know, when is it? Is Gretchen? Is that Gretchen? Yeah. Uh, Which one? His her daughter. Her daughter. Oh, okay. Regina. Regina. Regina's like making out with hot guy yeah. on, the on the bed, and yeah. she's just like, "Hi guys, I mean, what's going on?" It's like, "Okay, <laughs> all right, see ya." You want a condom? Yeah. yeah. It's something so, to it's eat, something a... to drink. How about a condom? Yeah. yeah. She's like, "I'm a cool mum and a hip mum." Yeah. Yeah, love but it's it's yeah, she is absolutely brilliant, and it is. You're right; it's really tragic, but it is so funny. But that's is how, that's is that actually Regina's future. Is that how she's going to turn out? Mm. But I think that's if she would have if this hadn't happened. I think if yeah. she hadn't been hit by a bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even that is funny. I mean, the fact yeah. that he's managed to create so much comedy out of a girl getting hit yeah. by a bus 
but it's that's just, it's actually genius. now you actually say you have brought something interesting up there where it's like this film Me? does yeah you have Rob. Rob Rob get back in your cage um that <laughs> this Later. film does this film does tread a very clever line between tragedy and comedy because yeah. it is fucking tragic like the really funny girls who are like i can't help you i've got a wide set vagina like, there's a, there's a tragic comedy to that and there's like there's a tragic comedy to i think everyone mm. in the film yeah. and the whole the story I, as a whole exactly i think that's why in that that's why it works because we are either all one of those people yeah. who don't say anything rob or i've got a wide set vagina have you but yeah. do you have a heavy flow uh, depends what time of the month mostly yeah <laughs> what do you think that we just have constant periods like for the full <laughs> 31 day cycle i've seen the shining that's that's why women <laughs> isn't that why women faint because they uh faint constantly faint. bleeding yeah <laughs> um but it's but it's it's it is that we can relate to them because actually the the aliens in this film are the plastics <laughs> yeah and we all went to school with people like that um and and they are so fake and so mm. the fact that we get access to all of these and as we said they're literally snippets it's tiny little bits but it's enough to make you just mm. love and yet also sort of die inside a little bit it's yeah. very british in that respect you're saying about the fine line between comedy and, and tragedy because the the best british comedies are for all intents and purposes about very tragic characters yeah. i mean Hamlet. usually <laughs> but usually the underdogs as well who, who just each week they want to achieve something but something gets in their way like mm. i'm thinking about only fools and horses yeah phoenix knights dad's army it's all about mm. A, a bunch of people trying to set out to do something yeah. and it's always failing. Forty Towers. Forty Towers. Yeah. Whereas American comedies are mainly yeah. based around the success of America. Mm. So Friends, I, I, I just watched all of, it took me 55 days to go from episode one to the, to the last one. Just binge watching that. But every time something bad happens, Rachel loses her job or Chandler loses her job, his job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Charla loses Rachel's job? What? <laughs> they will get a new job almost immediately. If something bad happens, it's very quickly turned around. Yeah. But yeah. in a British comedy, they will ring the tragedy yeah. and that's mm. where the comedy comes from. And that this is very, very British mm. in that respect. Mm. I I liked the the almost gender play they were they were touching upon with I don't know her name, but she was the one who the plastics decided was a lesbian. Yeah, what Lizzie, Kaplan, Lizzie Kaplan's character. So I really liked that gender play. And it was almost like it was flipped. The The taller gay guy was more femme than her. Mm -hmm. And she was more butch. It's very forward thinking. That's yeah. more of a now thing, not a... That film, this film is 15 years old, right? Yeah, think, 40, yeah 14, 14 years yeah. old. That's really ahead of the curve. Yeah. It really is. And the fact that he clearly was an openly gay guy at high school as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was based on one of Tina Fey's very good friends in high school. Oh, and really? They, apparently, I mean, I've watched the extras on the DVD and apparently she, they searched like three different states for this guy. Oh, and I've she, seen that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she was like, no, no, no. And then when she saw Daniel uh, oh, no, 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 Franzi's, she was like, that's the guy. And so, yeah. Yeah. Who the fuck He's eats great. a sandwich in the toilet? I know, it's gross. Yeah. It's absolutely fat so upsetting, gross. isn't it? Yeah. If you can't find somewhere to sit, you just Twice. sit in the fucking corridor. Yeah, Go not outside. just a sandwich. The whole, like, a tray of food. <laughs> fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's horrible. 
There I love that that's so. the worst thing Rob can <laughs> say about Mean Girls. Yeah, I'm quite impressed with this. Like, I thought he was going to absolutely annihilate I this. I know. Uh, a bit that actually just made me roar with laughter when, when she first comes in. There's a new student all the way from Africa. <laughs> Welcome. I'm from Michigan. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've all done that. So good. Have we, we Rob? Have we all done film. that? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really positive. This film was full of... Essentially, it's a female-led comedy, yeah. which is, again, so ahead of the mm. curve. So I don't understand why it took so long for things like Bridesmaids to happen. Mm. Was Tina Fey in Bridesmaids? No. Or did her and Kristen Wiig mixed up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what Tina, did Tina Fey go on to do? Tina Fey made Sisters with Amy Poehler. Before this or after? after. Oh, way after this. That, way that after, was like okay. 2015, and then maybe. what was... Didn't they do... There was one before that, the baby. What was that? Oh, one? baby mama. Baby mama. Which yeah. had it's it's a really bad film, but it's got a really really funny moment where Amy Poehler can't swallow a yes. tablet, and that yeah. had me dying with yeah. laughter. Yeah, but it's otherwise not very good. <laughs> awful, awful. Which is yeah. so sad because those two women are so funny, and yeah, they. I feel like when they are in charge of their own material, completely, really exciting stuff happens. But when mm. producers and film houses get involved it suddenly gets watered down or they people aren't quite as prepared to take that risk on them and that is that is a horribly sad state of affairs and it's, i think that is possibly gender related actually as well that well it's happening with uh, melissa mccarthy as well where mm. she was amazing in bridesmaids and everyone was like whoa who is this actress she's amazing and then after she did that, she did a string of really quite awful comedies. Which ones? Mm. Like Identity Thief, which was I terrible. loved yeah. that. Oh, we went, you Lord. took me to see that. Yeah, I think I, I was your guest at so I, I loved that. I thought, that, I thought she, I mean, the film was, but she was brilliant in it. She's great in everything. She um, is great. She did, she did Spy. Spy. Oh, yeah, that Spy. was good. She was brilliant yeah. in that as well. But that was half a good film and then it was like two and a half hours long, which is unnecessary for a comedy. You want to get in and get out with a comedy. You don't, <laughs> all right, Rob. <laughs> He says, delicately slipping his bottle of water. But yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if it's a female thing or just a comedy is such a difficult genre to get right. Mm. And I think a lot of actors struggle with that. Oh, most comedies I see in the cinema are shined. Like but, Will but yeah, Ferrell, think, fucking funny. And then yeah. for the last, what, six, seven years, he's been shit. 15 years. I don't think he's made a decent film since Anchorman 1. Mm. Uh, the Lego movie, Elf. I would argue. Yeah, but he had a very small part. And he wasn't, oh, but it wasn't the cop. He was the, well, he voiced, the guy at the end. He voiced business, Mr. Business. He was, he was Lord Business. Mm, I haven't seen that film in a long oh, time. Oh, I love that film. But I think that, um, it's yeah, I think you're right. I think comedy is actually very hard to make. And I think a lot of production houses probably just fall back on it because mm. they just assume, oh, we'll just churn another one out. We've got a formula, it works. Let's do it. But good comedy is really difficult. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's I for mean, a reason. Yeah, exactly. Like when it hits exactly. like Mean Girls, it's gold dust. Yeah. And when it doesn't hit, it's just torture. Yeah. So. Do you think? Do you think part of the success of this film is the fact that a lot of the people involved, the big heavy hitters, the the big stars, so called now, were almost unknown back then. So this mm. this could have snuck under the radar and taken everyone by surprise. I think there's an expectation placed on comedy when you're seeing well-known faces. Yeah. Where with something like this and you've just got this, you know, bunch of young, fresh-faced, excited actors who actually all nail the comedy. The thing about Mean Girls is like you forget how fucking good it is. Yeah. 
Like I wasn't even going to bother watching it in preparation for this because I've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. I was like, I could save myself like an hour 40 and do something yeah. else, like do some washing up yeah. and you know, that kind of thing. And then I put it on and immediately you're like, holy shit, this is it's so, so good. good. Yeah. I forgot how good this is. Well, it's, I suppose it's it's like Clueless for the next generation, yes. isn't it? And Clueless is another absolutely brilliant high school Banner. film. Yeah. So I've never seen good. It. It's brilliant. It's I'm more so of a Heathers. Good. I love Heathers. love that. Mm. Yes. Twistedness so Mean Girls has been kind of clumped into this weird like sorority of yeah. heathers and clueless where you're either a heather they're not or a really plastic. yeah they're not really the same films mm. but they have a same level of comedy because it's about validation yeah. it's about wanting to be in with the in crowd it's about wanting to be with them over there as opposed yeah. to with the scum over here yeah but heathers exactly. is like the emo rock chick version of yeah these films yeah yeah it's the with the rider yeah it's not such a weird career move where she's gone from being like this weird, like, young girl to being the mum of the weird young yeah. boys. Oh, my God, yeah. I thought about that. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. I mean, you wouldn't even think it's the same person. Do you remember when she stole all those things? Those I was just thinking like, that. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the only that thing. TV footage in my head. <laughs> in your head. Like, and she's like, repeat. no, I was, like, auditioning for a role. <laughs> it's like, Were you Winona? Yeah. That's Were what you? everyone thinks about Winona now. It's really sad. Yeah. That's... That's, another tragic well, that's, yeah there's another figure that's but she's come out of it all right mm. so why the fuck is Lindsay lohan she hasn't come out of it around right. the middle I think east it's because she, lives in, has... she lives in the uae now really yeah Ooh. like yeah. lilo lilo yeah does she and she was on duran duran's last album she is a I singer mean, it was brilliant yeah. she did she did an album or at least did like a single yeah. yeah did she remember that yeah she, she yeah, did she did something oh yeah. she did like well conf- she sung in this she wasn't that she did like create a Dangerous yeah, something you know. or other, or Ke- I can't remember now. She hasn't got there the was... strongest voice. No, in but then this does film... Britney Spears have the strongest voice? You know, I mean, no, yeah. she's a piece of shit. Yeah, but we love her, don't we? No, Lilo's the best. Come back, Lilo. I'm talking about Britney Spears. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm talking about Britney. <laughs> I'm but just thinking see, about Lilo. I think that Winona Ryder has escaped it because actually, I still think she makes. I think she made made some interesting film choices, and she hasn't covered her face in no. loads of shit like she's and also it happened like 10 Ryder. years before with before Lindsay Lohan's yes. thing and Lindsay Lohan was was having her issues right as social media was hitting its stride. right exactly. down the camera lens exactly. and we could hide the rider could hide yeah. in her house all she yeah. needs to worry about is TMZ there's that great quote that George Clooney said about how we did all that shit we just never got caught back in yeah. the back in the 90s because no yeah. I mean they could get chased around town but no one had fucking uber to catch up with them or anything yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine if that's a, an option on the app uber x uber chase a celebrity uber, uber celebrity <laughs> so that was mean girls directed by mark waters let us know what you thought on twitter at torn pod and why do I always have to say the bit about begging people for five star ratings? We love five we star ratings. Up, yeah. Please, please give um, us a rating. Bobby, go on. Plug your, plug your show. Go on. Plug all this shit. Plug that doing. show. Go on. Um, so I have a show coming up in London at the King's Head Theatre um, called Sex with Robots and Other Devices. It is an award winning pro- well, play. You're ahead of yourself there, aren't you? <laughs> No, we've won an award. That's why we're doing it. Already. It's not even it's opened that, yet. It's that good that they've given you yeah. an award in advance? My theatre company has won an award to put the play on, yeah. Oh, you've won an award to put it on? Yeah, yeah. All right. That's how it works in the oh, theatre world. Right. Usually in the film world, they have to like make the film, then they give you an award. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're that good. <laughs> we, just, we just got go, the award. That sounds really good. Cool. <laughs>
Here's a statue. Now, my theatre company are winners of the Adrian Pagan Award 2016. Uh, and so we're there having our... The Asian one. Pagan Award? The Adrian Pagan Award. Oh. I heard Asian Pagan yeah. as well. Asian Pagan Award. Asian Pagan. I mean, yeah, maybe that as well. Um, and then straight after that, I'm hot-footing it up to Keswick at Theatre by the Lake. And I'm going to be directing a production of Bold Girls in their fabulous studio space. Bold Girls? Is that a sequel to Mean Girls? Yeah. <gasps> oh, that's appropriate, isn't it? But no. Um, no, but Bold Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just like it's conehead the style. Two-hour play <laughs> about follicles. We should do coneheads. I haven't seen that in years. That's when SNL goes bad. Oh my lord! Have you seen coneheads? I was no, obsessed I with that it. film as a it's kid. A, it was a sketch on SNL with Dan Aykroyd and whoever else, and um, they have like they have aliens yeah, with yeah. cones, but. No. I remember sketch, when that was released. It did yeah. not work in the film. The film okay. I had heard from um, Richard because she's so fucking good. What? She's so fucking good. The girl, What's her she name? Was the woman from 30... Third Rock and yeah, Third yeah, Rock yeah. and the Sun. Oh, Jane Curtin. She Is was before her? her time. Yeah, she's yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. She's so funny in Third Rock and the Sun. Where is she now? God knows. She's probably like gone off with the aliens. Oh, anyway, yes. Go see um, Bobby's play. It's one on the board already. It hasn't even opened. That's how good it is. Come up to Keswick. It's really cheap. Guys, I've just googled her. She's dead. What? <laughs> She's not really sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh, we're off to stab Caesar. Until next time, I remain Robert Gershenson. I'm Joshua Winning. And I'm Bobby Brooke. Yeah, she is. Girl. <laughs>